Good morning. We are going to read Psalm 49. This morning, Psalm 49. Hear this, all you peoples. Listen, all who live in this world, both low and high, rich and poor alike. My mouth will speak words of wisdom. The meditation of my heart will give you understanding. I will turn my ear to a proverb. With the harp, I will expound my riddle. Why should I fear when evil days come, when wicked deceivers surround me? those who trust in their wealth and boast of their great riches. No one can redeem the life of another or give to God a ransom for them. The ransom for a life is costly. No payment is ever enough, so that they should live on forever and not see decay. For all can see that the wise die and the foolish and the senseless also perish, leaving their wealth to others. Their tombs will remain their houses forever, their dwellings for endless generations, though they had named lands after themselves. People despite their wealth, do not endure. They are like the beasts that perish. This is the fate of those who trust in themselves and of their followers who approve their sayings. They are like sheep and are destined to die. Death will be their shepherd, but the upright will prevail over them in the morning. Their forms will decay in the grave far from their princely mansions. But God will redeem me from the realm of the dead. He will surely take me to himself. Do not be overawed when others grow rich, when the splendor of their houses increases, for they will take nothing with them when they die. Their splendor will not descend with them. Though they live, though while they live they count themselves blessed, and people praise you when you prosper, they will join those who have gone before them, who will never again see the light of life. People who have wealth but lack understanding are like the beasts that perish. Again, this is Psalm 49, and uh, this is a psalm of wisdom. It's kind of a more of a rare class of psalms, but there are a few of them. Um, so it's more of giving wisdom in, in life more so than, than a prayer to God necessarily. But in this one, the psalmist tackles a common but still troubling theme. Why do bad people seem to do well? And what about the righteous? Why do they sometimes lead difficult lives? How should I respond to the fact that I'm surrounded by people who live wicked lives, and yet they're happy and full and content and prospering? The psalmist opens his argument by asking, why should I fear when evil days come, when wicked deceivers surround me? His purpose is to convince us that we need not fear evil days. Yesterday we were in Psalm 46, which offers the same comfort, but in a different way. In that psalm, um, we don't fear because we know that God himself is with us and how amazing that is. In this psalm, we're led down a slightly different path. Uh, most of the psalms given to convincing you and me, that these ungodly people who are rich and powerful now will one day die along with the rest of humankind. And when they die, they'll lose all their riches and power and the good things of life that they so valued. Because of this, we obviously should not envy them or be upset about our current lack or our trouble. But the psalmist doesn't only give a bleak outlook for the wicked. He provides hope for the righteous, for those who know God and seek to follow him. Um, speaking of the wicked, he says, they are like sheep and are destined to die. Death will be their shepherd, but the upright will prevail over them in the morning. In the morning, on the other side of death, the upright will come out on top. He adds on, but God will redeem me from the realm of the dead. He will surely take me to himself. And this goes back to our point, to realize and be convinced that we have no reason to fear in the days of evil. Yes, evil days come and they will continue to come. Yes, evil people will do well during those days and have fun and love life, but they won't last forever. And this is our consolation and our hope. Your day of evil is just that, a day. 
in relation to eternity, it's just a moment. We have a promise that God will bring us to himself. There's no reason for you and me to get freaked out by anything that happens to us or around us or in the world at large because anything not of God is temporary. It may seem to be lasting a really long time, but once we have the perspective of eternity, we realize it's just a moment. And for us who are in Christ, an eternity of joy and peace awaits us. So this begs the question pretty clearly, what are you living for? It could be reasoned from this psalm that the wicked are those who live for this life, for this moment. They take no care for eternity. They don't live in the understanding that they will appear before God. The upright, on the other hand, live with an eye to eternity. They're looking to more than this life. They're not just trying to make it good here and now. Centuries after the sons of Korah penned this psalm, the Apostle Paul made a similar point. <clears throat> Speaking of the wicked in Philippians chapter 3, he says, Their destiny is destruction, their God is their stomach, and their glory is in their shame. Their mind is set on earthly things, but our citizenship is in heaven. And we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control, will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. Philippians 3, 19-21 Their mind is set on earthly things, but our citizenship is in heaven. So where's your mindset today? Let the psalm provide wisdom. Uh, first, let's remember not to worry about our momentary trouble because we have something much greater coming. Remember, we don't have to get all the good stuff in this life. Jesus is preparing a place for us. And secondly, let's take stock of how we're living or what we're living for. Are we living to make it good here and now? Or are we living from an eternal perspective and focus? Are our minds set on earthly things? Or are we looking to our citizenship that is in heaven? Father, the troubles and temptations of this world are so in our faces. What the world offers and insists that we need is right in front of us day by day by day. It all seems so real and so right and so obvious. But you're calling us to live differently, to see differently. Help us, Lord. Help us to not be like the wicked who live for today with no thought of death or eternity. Help us to rather live as citizens of heaven, seeking your glory and your praise in all that we do. In Jesus' name, amen.